Welcome to Vision Driven with Resin Architecture, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of architecture, development, and construction. I'm your host, Greg Croft, and my co-host is Jamie Moulton, and we are thrilled to have you join us on this journey of learning, inspiration, and insight. When you talk about real estate, I would always recommend that you go into it with the exit in mind. Advice I'd give somebody that's presenting their case or pitching their their loan to a bank is just to be really well prepared. Whether you're dreaming of building a space for your business or simply curious about the fascinating world of architecture and development, join us on this exciting adventure as we unlock the secrets to successful projects and empower you to turn your vision into reality. We're excited to have you here with us today, Jonathan. Uh, So Jonathan is a partner at Resin Architecture. He's an architect. Um, It'll be interesting to have this conversation with you to kind of uh, learn a little bit more about uh, your perspective in architecture. Um, And so one of the first things that we want to ask is uh, how how did you become interested in the architecture field? Yeah, so uh, really appreciate you having me on. I really look forward to, to this opportunity. I'm excited to have this discussion, this conversation with both of you. Um, so really what sparked my interest, um, it goes way back. My dad's been a carpenter his entire life, um, a union carpenter. So he's been working at lots of different construction jobs, um, and lots of projects out at the site. And so I've always been involved in construction since I was young, just building random things, building dog houses, uh, just random projects, like even pouring concrete sidewalks and things and, uh, you know, reshingling houses and stuff. So, Um, when I was 16 years old, my parents, uh, decided to embark on a journey in building their own house. Um, so I was a sophomore in high school at the time, and that's what really sparked my interest. Um, I was really involved with them in looking at designs, looking at houses, and then trying to make something fit for their site. And, um, uh, I was involved going with them to the drafter service that they went to at the time. And so that kind of sparked my interest into the design side of things. But then um, as a 16-year-old, I would go and I would work nights and weekends with my dad and my family. And uh, after school, I would go to the the house, the job site, and I would start working. And then my dad would show up after work, and then we'd work well into the night, which is kind of ironic. That was the worst year of grades in all my schooling, college included. Um, but yet that's the time where it was the most applicable to my life and my career. So that's what, that's what started me into this, um, and down that path. So, so as Greg mentioned, you're one of three partners at resin and resin has a, a unique design philosophy that's different from some other architecture firms. Can you describe that design philosophy for us? Yeah, absolutely. So um, at Resin Architecture, we're all about uh, vision-driven solutions. And so, um, you know, we're really not like a a typical kind of 2D drawing documentation firm, drafting firm. Um, We've really had a vision for the future and what will take us to where we need to be. And, um, And so some of our uniques and and things are you know walk inside before you break ground innovative solutions and leading collaboration and how we do that is extremely visual in in the fact that we're really modeling these digital these digital twins and and so that really 
that philosophy of vision driven solutions kind of keeps us focused in on what our niche is and what our specialty is and and really helps us to to make our projects um, stand out and and helps our clients um, achieve their vision and their goals as well. You slipped in a term there that I'm just going to have you define. So what is a digital twin? Yeah, well, so great question. A digital twin is essentially a virtual model of that that is basically what your physical building would be, right? So um, so part of our vision-driven solutions is we're 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 literally building these buildings virtually through design and doing it all virtually and collaborating with our consultants virtually in these models to clash detect and and to problem solve and to troubleshoot. And so we we build it virtually, then it makes the real construction go a lot smoother, a lot quicker. Right. So so essentially the coordination that, uh, you know, if a, if a duct isn't modeled right in the in the model, in the 3D model, then it becomes a filled issue that they're like, oh, let's just drop the ceiling or, you know, they're coming up with some innovative solution in the field, which may may not be considered innovative when we come back and look at it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We're, we got to find those problems during design and we got to work through those problems in design. And so the best way we know how to do that and the most collaborative approach is just through that virtual virtual model. And you talked about resins guarantee to walk inside before you break ground. Uh, that really ends up meaning no surprises for the client. But talk a little bit about what it is um, that the what kind of interfaces the client will use to be able to receive that guarantee of walking inside before construction starts? Yeah, absolutely. So from the client's point of view and their perspective, there's going to be multiple ways and multiple opportunities to, um, to really receive that guarantee that we put out there. And so, um, one of them is just through their smartphone or their tablet through an app called BIMX. Um, so we publish out our, our documents and our model into BIMX. So they have it literally in the palm of their hands and they can explore it and walk through themselves. Um, another way is we can pre-record ourselves. We do this very quite often and then just send them a little link that they just click play. And so then they can get that little tour, that virtual guided tour. And then a huge way uh, for a little more of a lifelike experience is through our VR um, headset. And so they'll come into the virtual reality and that's where you really fill the space. You feel like you're standing in the space, you're walking through the space. And so that really truly gives them that ability to walk inside before they break down. Um, There's probably a number of other ways that we try to do that as well, but those are the ones that are popping out to me right now. So we've bled a little bit into our questions. I'm still going to ask this one because I feel like there's a couple of missing components, but um, what do you feel like the process or, or can you walk us through the process that you have or that resin has for working with a client to get these vision driven solutions uh, to really bring that project to life? Yeah, I think the best way to, um, to kind of show our process is really, um, by the by talking about our proven process so here at resin we've developed a proven process um it's got these five steps and it is backed by the guarantee and so yeah this might be a little little bit what we just talked about but first we listen so we're not gonna assume anything about 
a particular client or a particular project, we're going to ask a lot of prompting questions because we want to know what their goals are, what their vision is. Um, second, we are innovators at heart. And so we're always trying to think outside of the box and um, come up with those innovative solutions that are going to help our clients, help them solve their internal problems, um, which will just make for a better end project for the end users. Uh, third, we do um, have great pride in our design and our collaboration. And our collaboration, really what sets us apart is we're leading a team of, of collaborators. So as your architect, uh, we're bringing on structural engineers, mechanical, electrical, plumbing engineers, and and all these different disciplines and even, even specialty consultants um, uh, if needed. And we really lead that team in a way um, that, that really hones in on, on capturing our client's vision, our client's goals for the space. And that saves our, our clients a ton of headaches because we're, we're leading that charge. Um, fourth, uh, we, we are pushing that cutting edge technology that we just spoke about. So we're, we're putting the palm, the, the virtual model in the palm of our client's hands through BIMX. Um, we're, we're allowing the contractors and the subcontractors to pull section cuts through the building wherever they want because we've accurately modeled everything. They're able to do that anywhere they want, um, not just pull from our where we placed section cuts. And so that's extremely powerful as well. Um, and then last, um, by involving us from very beginning, pre-pre-pre-design early, all the way post-construction, um, we have a, a better a better feel for the overall the building life cycle, but we're we're not just concerned about doing this one project and this one building, but we're concerned about that building's life cycle in the long term. How is it going to benefit our client in the long term? And so, taking that longer building life cycle perspective is is a way that helps that. And then, yeah, like I said, that is all backed by our guarantee. Walk inside before you break ground. So. So that's how our proven process, that, that's really how we take our clients with us on this journey. Like we're gonna be guiding them through each of these steps all along the way. And I think that's extremely important because um, we're in this day in, day out. Um, we're the professionals here in this particular field discipline, but we want our clients to succeed and be successful. And so if we can just guide them through all the steps to take and our proven process just nails that and does that really well. So you talked a little bit about how visualization helps the client. Um, a lot of people aren't used to reading 2D plans, but a 3D model they can comprehend a little bit better. Um, and then also with contractors, uh, you talked about how they can get details wherever they need them so that there are less errors and so they know how to follow the plans. Any other uh, advantages you'd like to discuss about the visualization tools we use at Resin? I think the some of the other advantages um, would really just be, um, it, it, it amazes me because um, <laughs> going to school in this, this field, this discipline, and then working in it for all these years, um, when I look at plans, I really do see 3D, <laughs> but it's 
it's most people do not. Most people cannot grasp that and understand that and feel that. And it makes sense. They're not in it every day like we are. Um, and so having the, the tools that we have and the tools that we give our clients and contractors and subcontractors is so powerful. It, I mean, a person gets in there and it's just like they get it. And at that point, they can really start to feel like, oh, yeah, is this the right amount of space I need? Is this the kind of right environment? Do you, you know, and it just helps eliminate so many surprises in construction. Um, and it just it, that's the goal that there's no surprises because we're making them go through it in advance in design so they're used to it every step of the way as it develops as the model develops there's just more and more detail put into it and it just gets more and more refined and so it's just a pretty powerful way and it's an awesome tool that allows our clients to experience it in a way that um, they otherwise would not be able to i'm going to throw out one other thing that resin does that um so on every every week we do a, a a critique where we we take a few of the projects that we've got undergoing design and we um, kind of throw them up and say hey you know I'm familiar with this and and maybe one or two other staff members are familiar with this project but trying to get everybody else to also see and understand what's going on so we can get other perspectives because sometimes you get stuck in that like oh like this is the direction and um, I feel like that's one of the the uniques that we also have is where we can pull other ideas and other resources from our office. And we're doing that every week where it's like, hey, like, yeah, in 2D, this space feels small or this hallway looks weird or and and solve some of those problems as they're coming up and and be, being able to reintroduce that back into the office every you know month or whatever that is so that it's like, hey, you know, there's a lot of other parties that are looking at this from a visualization standpoint that are also professionals that can give other insights. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's, that's unique with that's a definite. Yeah, I agree with you there. That's an that's an awesome thing we've been doing at our studio critiques and those those processes. And it's it's been amazing the insight that everyone has from our interns, our staff, just all the way through project managers, architects. It's just been amazing. And it truly does bring in that collaborative approach. It brings in, you know, more minds are better than just one. And so it helps us and it helps our clients' projects actually progress in a way that's that's those better out-of-the-box solutions, those innovative solutions. Um, can you share a particularly uh, difficult project or challenging project that you've had and uh, some of the ways that you overcame that? Um, yeah, sure. I would say... Uh, there's lots of challenges throughout uh, design and construction and projects for sure. Uh, a lot of challenges we're able to head off and, and hit just based on our experience. And really you learn from each project you do, you just learn and learn and learn and grow and grow and grow. Um, one particular challenge that I had um, fairly recently, a few years ago on a project, um, really came down to the site selection, the location, the owners had had a site. And, um, you know, we had recommended finding a different site up front based on the building that they wanted and needed. Um, but he was really dead set on that. And so, um, the specific challenge was that, um, the building needed to have fire suppression and, 
Um, but due to its location out in the county, which was remote from all the city services that would typically be used to like water lines and, you know, fire hydrants and those types of things to get fire suppression in, um, we had to really, uh, dive in deeper into the code and, and figure out ways to mitigate different items. So, um, we, we couldn't get rid of the requirement for fire suppression, but what we were able to do is to um, strategically just do a fire well, a deep well system that ties in and then also like extra pump systems and things. Um, and you know, your fire uh, department connection, but, um, but not only that, that we were able to just work through it in a way to add different, like uh, smoke louvers in the building and, and different things through a code analysis, a thorough code analysis to really kind of lessen the, the kind of fire flow requirements for that deep well and the pumps just to be, you know, as minimized as, as possible, yeah. but, but functional. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, definitely a challenge. Um, you know, even in hindsight, it's like, yeah, if you would have picked a different lot or site, like we had recommended, that could have been potentially still to his benefit. Uh, but there's also benefits for him staying on that site for that location, for visibility, for, different access different yeah. things and access and so it it was a win win overall but there were many hurdles to to get it fully you know approved permitted and worked through so well in that case um when someone's starting a project it sounds like it's great to bring on an architect even for site selection yeah. um, but what other advice would you give to someone who's just beginning the process of design or um, of constructing a building? The I think the best advice is to contact Resin early. <laughs> contact, get your team of professionals together early. Um, you need a lot of people on your team in your court, um, but, but really you bring on your design professional, your architect early, um, that allows for a lot of upfront discussion, which could really guide and direct, just like you said, I mean, even site selection could be an important component. Um, we're not always on board that early, um, but you know, it can be helpful. A lot of clients, um, in this particular region have problems with trying to, trying to maximize their building size, but yet keep the required amount of parking. So there's a lot of like upfront kind of feasibility studies, analysis, things like that, that, that we can really do and we're really good at that could direct those and help those clients to make better selections and be better prepared. And not to mention it would be, we'd be making recommendations for getting geotechnical reports and studies going and soils reports and, you know, just getting the whole team kind of built up and on board, um, just makes things go smoother. So. Yeah. Uh, what What do you see changing in the next five to ten years in the architecture realm? So that's a very good question. Um, a lot is happening. A lot is changing. Um, it, it's very interesting. Like a lot of uh, building materials are always evolving. Um, energy codes and efficiencies are always kind of pushing that, which are making things evolve seeing a lot of, you know, prefabrication and, um, things to where you can start just 
kind of erecting it on site, getting it built um, remotely, and then just kind of putting the kit of parts together and erecting it on site. Um, I do feel like uh, data is extremely powerful. And so you're seeing that um, data is used in ways to kind of influence design and um, building in kind of uh, smart capabilities or, or building um, twins, like twin models, virtual models, like we talked about earlier, um, really gives a lot of power, um, not just for the building now, but for um, maintenance staff in the future. Um, and I think that we're seeing a lot of automation that can happen and occur in the future to where if we're building virtually and we're modeling accurately, um, we can start to see that the traditional kind of drafting type of construction documentation can start to be automated and views can be placed on sheets and, and wall assemblies can be all tagged and things. But, um, yeah, we gotta we gotta model accurately and model cleanly in order for some of that automation to occur. But I think that's stuff that we'd start to see as well. Um, I think you'll see more collaborative, bigger teams kind of just working together more closely in in live models together instead of uh, kind of transferring data back and forth um, from different models as well. But yeah, I don't know. There's, that's a, it's a good question. There's a lot of innovative things that are happening out there, but it's an it's exciting field and I'm super curious what will happen. <laughs> it, it does seem like technology always pushes forward. So, yeah. One of the things I was excited to learn about, um, when I first started at resin was the amount of collaboration that happens with consultants that, um, they are working in the same model. So there's no information lost. Um, in transferring back and forth, they are up to date on whatever changes have been made. So the time that they spend designing is well spent. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very unique to, to our workflow and how we work, but I think it is a way of the future that others are starting to do as well. So for sure. So what are some common or uh, hopefully not so common, what are some misconceptions that people have about architects and the way they work and, um, and how do you address those, those um, misconceptions? I think that some of the misconceptions that we see, well, actually not a lot of people truly know what an architect does. It's kind of like a, it's kind of a, a title or a, a word that's like, oh, wow, you're an architect. Like, like there's so many responses that's like, oh, wow, you're an architect. Oh, I was studying to be an architect once. And then I just went, you know, it's like, it's kind of like this, um, unknown almost thing. Like, what do they really do? You, you do have the misconceptions of, of, of there's a definite huge difference between like a drafter and an architect. And so there's, there's that misconception. Um, Architects are a lot more um, kind of a big picture, holistic thinking, whereas like a drafter is really just kind of like a, taking the orders and just kind of like, you know, uh, drafting up the, the documentation side of things. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's so much more to the role of an architect um, 
and the level of services that, that we do and, and, you know, just the education factor alone of, of we have to know a lot. We, ha- we have to know each discipline and each field because we are the ones uh, coordinating and collaborating the entire design team. Um, so at times you feel like you know a little about a lot of disciplines because uh, you're kind of that, you know, the master builder back to the 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 kind of the root meaning of, you know, architects were master builders. Um, and and that's how I truly feel is that we are really these, these master coordinators. Um, so you have to have a really broad reach and, and, uh, into lots of different disciplines. Um, but other misconceptions, um, I mean, people, gosh, let me see if I wrote any other notes down. People just don't know, um, that, that we're not just focused in on our part. They don't really understand that we are the ones creating and developing the model and the bones and the backbone of the project that our consultants really rely upon to kind of plug in their pieces. And, and that people don't really understand that as the architect, like we're really involved with the clients from early, early, early beginning all the way to the end. Whereas our consultants, we bring them on kind of midstream and then they get their part done and then they're kind of back in the background, you know, helping as needed for any questions, but, but we're still really there. So that kind of surprises people of like our level of involvement from a time versus our consultants and, and kind of what we're putting together, this package, this construction documents that we're pulling in all the consultant information and we're making sure it's all coordinated and, and, uh, what worked out. And then coordinating that again in the field, I think a lot of people don't recognize that, Hey, after this, you know, we finish the drawings, the, there's a permit and it actually keeps going after that, that we're still involved on, on the construction side as there's questions that may arise. Uh, you know, if they run into an issue in the field that it's like, Hey, we did this wrong and how do we solve it? Um, so that we can still meet the intent of where the drawings were going, even though there's now this exception. Yeah. Or maybe there's a mistake in the drawings too, where it's like, Hey, you know what? There's, there's a, you know, we, we, we want to use a different product or we want to solve this a little bit differently because, uh, that was just a preference. Um, as, as I've worked with, uh, some, you know, different regions have different kinds of standards as well. And so, um, that all, you know, there might be a different preference in one region to a different region. And so, well, and I think, uh, when I first started at resin that I understood how creative architects are, but, uh, you mentioned leading a team. So there's a lot of leadership skills involved and then, being able to work with all the different jurisdictions we work with. We're licensed in, I don't know, 15, 20 states now and um, understanding the codes that apply. Um, You mentioned that in your example. There's a lot of skill sets that I think you're right. People aren't aware of. Yeah. There's so many different nuances from different jurisdictions and different areas in the region, the country. And, and yeah, we exactly, we have to be, aware and keen on those and yeah there's so many skill sets involved for sure i agree all right last question so your final piece of advice that you would give somebody that's considering uh building a project what would you what would you tell them i would tell them to call resin right away (laughs) 
No, um, I, uh, I think that, uh, what you got to ask a lot of questions. Um, it's always one of those things you don't really know until you know or do. Um, so I think a lot of clients, um, they don't truly understand everything that's going into this and what's good, what's going to be needed of them. And so we guide them through the best we can. We ask tons of questions to get them really thinking about their project, thinking about their goals, their vision for their project. Um, but, but I would advise them just to, just to, um, work closely with your design team to, um, to reach out to them sooner than they think, uh, proactively need to reach out in advance. Um, they need to, they need to know and understand, um, you know, are they going to send this out to bid hard bid, um, to different general contractors, or are they going to try and bring on a contractor partner? Um, because that can also, uh, bring on a, a different team dynamic that can have a lot of great input, um, from the contractor during design. Um, and both methods, uh, we work both methods really well and, um, things, but, these are some questions that we would be asking them up front to consider because, um, there's a different, different level of detail that we would kind of put into our drawings and into our models, um, potentially and, um, just different, different things. So I don't know, there's so many things to consider, but I would just, I would just advise people to, uh, contact, contact us early and, um, to ask a lot of questions. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions and, um, and then we'll just guide them through each step of the way, you know? So we'll start with a, a work session up front. We'll do a nice concept package and then we'll just kind of work through these different design phases and have them kind of review all along the way. But, but we're here for them. We're here to guide them. We're here to help them all the way to the end and years to come even. So. All right. Well, thank you for, for joining us today. Thank you. Appreciate it. My pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to Vision Driven on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a review. Your feedback helps us grow and improve our content, and it also helps others discover the podcast. Remember, at Resin Architecture, we are dedicated to teaching and learning and are committed to helping business owners like you navigate the exciting journey of building. Stay tuned for more episodes where we'll continue to bring you engaging conversations, expert insights, and actionable advice to fuel your real estate aspirations.